Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Helmet Theory Podcast. This is Matt Nichols and Matt Hep. What's going on, everybody? This is Nichols. Hey, something I just wanted to talk about at first. Um, everybody's asking both of us, what is Helmet Theory Podcast? Hep, tell us what it's all about. Yeah, that's a good question, dude. So for those of y'all tuning in for the first time, which is everyone because this is our first episode, uh, <laughs> we are located in the heart <laughs> of the Bible Belt. We're in Arkansas. It's very conservative politically, in a religious manner, everything. It's a very conservative place. Uh, nothing wrong with that. But for us, we grew up in this very kind of uh, strict sort of religious culture where anything outside of this thing we do here this conservative bubble we live in is dangerous and it's it's kind of odd and it's weird and you got to be careful. And so I think the big idea for us was, uh, as we were talking about it, for me it was a bit of a sarcastic notion of like, okay, we'll be careful with all those crazy liberals and other people that aren't religious in the same way. And, and all the gays and whatever. <laughs> yeah, all the, all the gays and the liberals. Uh, so for me it's like, yeah, we'll be careful. We'll put a helmet on when we talk to them so we can guard our sweet, precious, fragile little minds. I don't know, but you also had a good perspective too. Like, Nichols, when we started talking about this and talking about uh, ideas, you were talking a little bit about just the idea of kind of doing dangerous things and, and living. Living of, life. Yeah, yeah, living life, man, and, and kind of being true to who we are uh, as individuals. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's crucial, man. I think that in my mind what helmet theory means is, man – I'm so tired of living a safe life. I'm so tired of living life as if, man, I have to tiptoe through it and have to do all the right things and all that stuff. So for me, what it means is, man, I'm putting a freaking helmet on and I'm busting through walls. I'm going through life doing it dangerously. Sometimes I might make mistakes. Sometimes I do the wrong things. Sometimes I might get hurt. That's okay. Yeah, dude. And I'm, I'm super excited because, you know, we've been friends for 21 years now. So, I mean, we met when we were 10 years old, man. That's crazy. Uh, and this is something, Yeah. I mean, this whole thing was birthed out of me and you spending way too much time on the phone as friends, uh, more time than like grown men with wives and jobs should be spending. <laughs> Just like sorting through life and faith and work and family and everything, dude. Like, uh, so I'm excited. You know, I think it's, I hope that this podcast is something that's fun and lighthearted, but I also hope like, I hope we get in the weeds a little bit. I think my hope, like I want to make people uncomfortable because in a good way, like some of these things make me uncomfortable, man, people's stories, people's experiences, my own story, my own experience. Like it makes some people uncomfortable, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I want to rub some people the wrong way, man. I want to talk about I want to talk about some things that are super controversial, um, not necessarily something that I want to write home about type thing, but um, sometimes I just want to get real with some so- topics that, man, straight up cause some cognitive dissonance inside of people, because I think that's how people grow, man. Um, I know I have, uh, but also, you know, we're going to obviously talk about us in this thing, and that's what we're about to do, but uh, also, man... What I think most of this is about is I want to just be able to have people on this podcast that straight up cause people to maybe scratch their heads or maybe they're like, dude, I've needed this or maybe even some people that need a voice. Who knows who, who all we might have on, but to give you guys a little bit of clue about the type of people we will have on, Hep, I want you to tell them a little bit about 
our upcoming guests that we have coming up. Yeah, dude, I'm really excited. We've got some of our good friends, uh, and we'll try not to spill the beans on too much, but we've got uh, one of our good friends is a gay Christian living in Washington. Her and her fiancé are going to join us and talk. And for some of you, that's like a totally normal thing. You're like, what does it have to do with anything? But in this world we live in, that can be a taboo topic. And more importantly, I mean, dude, look at the climate like around us, man. Like that's something I think we need to talk about it. We need to learn how, like, how are we going to treat people in that situation? Because let's be honest, those people, gay people, LGBTQ people, they're not always treated (laughs) the greatest. And so I'm super excited to hear their story and just kind of hear their journey, hear where they're at. We've got a filmmaker who's done, I think they're working on their third film right now. When I checked in with him earlier today, I think he said they were starting filming. So he's super stressed and uh, it's cool that he's taking out some time to talk with us. He's a super cool dude. He has a really interesting view on a, on, on a few things that I'm excited to uncover and let people hear. And then, man, one of our favorite podcasts, uh, I don't. we can just spill the beans on this one, I guess, but there's a podcast called The Deconstructionists. If you don't listen to it, you should go check it out. It's, they're so interesting. For guys like us, I mean, one of the things I loved about them, and I won't fanboy too much here, but like they talked about faith and philosophy and theology and that kind of thing, and most everything they say kind of goes against uh, what I was taught to believe about the Bible or God or, you know, all those things. And so you hear it, you're kind of like, wait, that can't be right. But then like, you're like, they're so nice. <laughs> like they seem so kind. So they, they were kind enough to join us. Uh, and we're going to kind of unpack a few things there and just, just listen. Um, yeah, dude, I'm stoked. It's going to be, I guess we don't, we don't have to go into the whole guest list, but that's a, maybe that'll whet your appetite a little bit. If that's something that, you know, some of you guys are into, but, um, you know, Nichols, I think for you and me, man, it all started with just phone calls. Like I said earlier, me and you just talking, unpacking things like and finally going, dude, what if what if we invited the freaking Internet into our <laughs> into our conversations? Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. Well, I think I think and during that we both said, man, like, I think people need to hear these type of conversations. People need to hear about these type of people that we care about. People need to hear about the type of people that man, just are cared about or are not cared about, or let's look at this whole thing from a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I think the big idea that I would love for people to grasp, and this goes beyond the podcast, man. I want people to feel like this in everyday life. It's just, I want people to know that they have permission to be where they are. You know what I mean? That means permission to believe a certain way, permission to vote a certain way, permission to pursue a job or a hobby or a craft. Like, not that we, here's the thing we don't even need each other's permission like we live in this world though where like at least for me dude it's like a constant seeking of affirmation so i'm yeah. constantly going back and forth and it's like at some point i just sort of want to be true to what i want and the things that i see and the goals and the desires and the dreams that i have but a lot of people just like me man they don't they don't give themselves permission and a lot of times we don't give each other permission like i want to see us like locking locking arms with more people you know well let me let me just say this so I think that that's a great place for us to talk a little bit about you giving permission. So Hep and I have been best friends since fifth grade. Uh, There's been a lot of ups, downs, sideways, you know, whatever, uh, all of it. 21 years worth. Our relationship is old enough to drink, dude. How exciting is that? (laughs) Heck yeah. Dude, did you hear that? I heard the other day someone told me that you actually have to be 21 to buy cigarettes now. Really? 
or to buy tobacco, not just cigarettes. But <laughs> yeah, so you you can crazy. dip. You just can't smoke. I, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. Hey, before we go any further, I gotta give due diligence to a story here. Okay. All right. So you know that I'm like a diehard reality TV fan. Like. Oh God. Here we it, go. Yeah, dude. It's my drug of choice. I I I get lost in Survivor and The Bachelor and all things Big Brother. And so last night was the Big Brother finale, and spoiler alert, actually I won't spoil it, somebody won, whatever. Well listen dude, I mean you know I nerd out on this stuff. Yeah. So I'm on the I'm on the live feeds, okay? They show 24-7 footage, whatever. They're already done, but there's like a chat room and people are just going back and forth and everyone's asking about uh, where some interviews are. And I keep, I'm like, oh my gosh dude, this is the perfect opportunity to troll this chat room with news about our podcast. So everyone's like, where can I find this uh, this interview with so-and-so? And I'm like, oh, dude, it's on Facebook. you got to go to Helmet Theory Podcast Facebook group. <laughs> and I say it like three or four times, dude. Like I was clearly being a little obnoxious, but like I'm on a chat room and no one knows who I am anyway. So I'm even more obnoxious than I am in the real life. And so I say this. Well, finally, someone's like, when I went to Helmet Theory Podcast Facebook and I didn't see anything about it. And someone else was like, yeah, Matt. That Matt guy's an idiot. To which I would say, like, yeah, man, you're 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 pretty close <laughs> to being right. They ain't wrong. Yeah, I was gonna say they're not wrong. So here I am, right? And I've I've promoted this thing on this chat room on Big Brother. Well, then my phone gets a little notification about uh, our Facebook group for the podcast, and it says that so and so had liked our page. And I went and looked at. It. I thought, well, that's I don't know that name, but maybe it's someone who's connected with you, or someone who's connected with someone who knows us, or you know, I just figured loosely connected. I clicked their profile. It says they're from a different state. We have no mutual friends. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm like scrolling through, and uh, and I see that like they're posting Big Brother stuff, and I was like, yes, this person saw me through the chat room. So I respond. I see that her name's Kim, and I respond. I'm like, yo, Kim, <laughs> I don't know who you are, but thank you. She was like, you're welcome. So, Kim, if you happen to listen to this podcast, know that Maddie Ice from the BB chat room acknowledges the like that you gave us, and you are officially our first shout-out, and we freaking love you. So, I think her screen name in the chat room was BB Angel, so BB Angel, this one goes out for you. <laughs> Heck yeah. So, that's my that's my stupid story for the day, I guess. But uh, back to the serious and deeper things of life. <laughs> Well, <laughs> dude, okay, I'm laughing, everybody, because Hep, since since I've known him, has been making videos for Survivor, has been making videos and, and applying for different I'm going to get like on Big Brother. And all, I mean, since, since, before, since before the dude was even a man, he's been making Survivor videos Two years since ago. he was like 12. Which, why any 12-year-old would ever get on Survivor, I have no clue. But So anyways, I, what I was asking about was, you were talking about giving people permission, or people taking permission, to kind of live their lives and, and do the things that they feel like they need to do. Uh, what I want to know from you is, how is that relevant to your story recently? Maybe tell us a little bit about that, why that was a big thing for you. Oh my gosh, dude. Alright, we're going to get deep, I guess. All right, man. Well, so here's the deal. I am the epitome of the type of person that seeks affirmation. I mean, that that's it's not even on purpose. It's something deep in me up to some level. 
I want people to like me. I want people to love me. And, you know, there's been times in my life in the last several years that I didn't feel like that was happening, uh, partially because I was acting like an idiot. But then other things, you know, it's just, man, life happens and not everyone accepts you. And so I think for me, uh, for the first time in my life, I'm, I'm kind of getting in that zone where I'm willing to take a few chances, you know. It kind of looked for me like switching jobs into different career choices and trying to figure my, my stuff out that way. And so I spent some time, you know, working for a church and, and did like the pastoring thing for a little bit. Uh, spent some time doing sales. Uh, spent some time working at a bank. Like I've kind of yeah. switched it up a little bit. And I think a part of that was obviously you got to pay your bills. But, you know, a big part of it for me was trying to find out what the heck I wanted out of life and I would pursue different hobbies and and different things and you know even this could be an example of that man like this is just an outlet this podcast just to talk and and cut up and kind of explore I guess Uh, it's not so much an outlet to try to seek affirmation for people but it's finally me going hey screw it like I don't I don't care what people think of me or about me necessarily uh, but I, this is something I want to do, and so I'm just going to do it, you know. A big part of, of that whole journey landed in kind of the mental health arena, you know, mental health and mental illness type of thing. Yeah. Man, I think that's, number one, I think that's cool. I think it's beautiful. I think it is telling of just how you've lived your life for a while, and then now you're, like, starting to give your, yourself permission. In layman's terms, what, what I kind of translate that is, man, you're actually getting to be yourself, and you're discovering who that is and you're getting to do things that you've never given yourself permission to do. And maybe you just said all those things. I just think it's, I think it's worth repeating because man, if you're not being yourself, then who are you being? You know what I mean? Like if you're not being a hundred percent yourself, then what effect are you going to have on the world? That is, has a stamp of Matt Hep. What kind of life are you going to live I mean, you're living somebody else's life. You're trying to measure up to someone else. Are you, you know, those type of things. But instead of all that, you're starting to realize, hey, you have permission from from not only yourself, but from the people that love you the most, you have permission to be yourself. Yeah, dude. And just for anyone out there that like nerds out on Enneagram stuff or personality type stuff, which I do. <laughs> dude, I'm so shocked by what I am, but not really at all. Yeah, you're an eight. I'm actually not shocked at all, but yeah. So for those of you that know me, I'm a blatant three with a four wing. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you don't have to. It's fine. Just Google it or something, or go ask somebody. They talk about it just the way CrossFit people talk about CrossFit. So you'll CrossFit. CrossFit. You'll find out real quick. But uh, I mean, I'm a three, dude. Like the big thing for me has always been kind of, kind of trying to figure out how I can be what most people want me to be. And the fault of someone like that is that a lot of times we can ignore the things that we actually want deep down because so badly, man, it's just been about finding that sense of validation through other people's opinions of you, which has been super like dangerous and damaging for me. And, uh, you know, here's what's crazy. Uh, I had someone ask me the other day, they were like, dude, you seem like you're doing a ton right now. Like, like I see that, you know, you're working your job. Sure. But like you're doing this podcast, you're launching that, you're talking about doing this nonprofit thing and, and like, what's going on? Like, are you okay? And like, or, or what's happening? Are you, just, <laughs> are you, okay? are you bored? Yeah. Like, are you okay? Are you bored? What's going on? Is this actually going to be a thing or is it just like a, a phase? What's happening? Uh, and it's like, no dude, 
I'm giving myself permission to freaking take some risk. Yeah. And here's the deal. This podcast, it might suck. It might fail. I don't know. I hope it doesn't. So y'all keep listening and go follow and like and don't let us down. But uh, I need your love. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm serious. This stuff might fail, dude. This nonprofit idea, uh, which I guess you have no clue what I'm talking about. I can get into that in a second. But I know what you're talking could, about, but yeah. It could fail, you know? But that's not, it's not about that. It's about pursuing the things that are in me, man. And I'm just at a point, I mean, dude, when I turned 30, I'm 31. When I turned 30, I kind of started looking at my life going, holy crap, man, my 20s were full of like those almost stories. Like I almost went and did this or I almost did that or, you know? Yeah. And uh, 20s were rough for me, dude. Like, Oh, I know all about your 20s. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I'm not just talking about your, your classic college stories, dude. Was a part of a church and, you know, that didn't end the way I thought it would end. And it's nothing against those people necessarily. It's just that was just a, weir- a really weird kind of painful time. If, if you're the type of person that maybe has church wounds or you kind of got your negative feelings about Christians, that's kind of where I, where, where I was. Let me just let me just say, if you're the type of person that feels negatively about Christians and has church wounds, I feel you, and so does that. We've been there. Welcome to the club. Yeah, welcome to the club. We've been there, done that. We've probably experienced them. We've been in the deepest parts of the church. So yeah, we feel we we feel you. We get it. Which ironically, you know, as someone who went there, I never thought. I mean, you remember, I totally quit church at one point, and that that was just a. I didn't abandon my faith necessarily. I don't know if I understood what my faith was, or if I even cared. You know, you leave a church job that your whole identity is wrapped up into and that people have been telling you this is kind of what you're meant to do for your whole life. Yeah. And then you and then you go into trying to figure out, OK, well, for 10 years, I've thought that like church stuff and pastoring and ministry, as they call it, was like my, my big thing. And you leave that and you sort of have this early age identity crisis followed by, oh, crap. Now I'm going through a divorce, you know? Yeah. And that's its whole that's a whole nother thing, dude. Like that's a whole set of pain and struggle that I mean, statistically a lot of people know what I'm talking about, but I hope most of you don't. Like that's the reality. But you know, in a nutshell, what I came to learn is that about myself, and this is kind of where the nonprofit came in, was there's this world of mental health and mental illness that I needed to learn to address. Depression, anxiety, things like that. All of a sudden, these were real issues for me, and uh, yeah, and I had to learn to cope with that. It's not uh, it's not the easiest thing talking about. Oh, I struggle with depression because people automatically think like, oh, you, do you sit in your room and just like cry all the time? Or it's like, no, I th- that would actually be more pleasant, I think, because uh, if you know if you experience depression, which you could actually feel <laughs> exactly, dude. It's so paralyzing and, yeah. and like life sucking, dude. It's like I just remember a couple of years ago sitting in my living room by myself staring at the wall for no reason and then just kind of snapping out of it being like holy crap dude i've been staring at paint for 10 minutes or whatever i don't feel anything it's the emptiest thing in the world i mean it starts to when you acknowledge that or for me at least some other things started making sense you know yeah yeah i mean dude i i remember seeing you like that man i remember seeing you and just feeling like man i don't even know how to help you know, and I, I remember being there and just remembering, like, I actually remember the time that it hit me. It was less about what I say and more about just literally being there and letting you know that I just care. Yeah, dude. I, you know, I remember living with you for a few months, uh, chain smoking cigars out in the backyard. <laughs> 
Okay, just to make light of this conversation for half a second, can we talk about the time that, like, you had to make me go take a shower? (laughs) Like, if we're going to make light of a serious topic, maybe now's the time, but... Yeah, so I used to work uh, weekend nights and came home one, uh, I guess it was a a Monday morning. Just walked in and Hep had this blank stare on his face and and it... (laughs) You could just tell. I'm like five seasons into Walking Dead. Yeah, like I, I'm bald, but I can, I can definitely see. Like I used, well, first off, I used to have hair. I choose to shave it now. Um, I have a mad receding hairline. Uh, yeah, I got that cul-de-sac head. You know, what I'm saying. I accepted so, my balding. Anyways, <laughs> I remember walking in and seeing dude's <laughs> Hep's hair's greasy. He's nasty looking. He kind of smells a little funky. Bro, you need to go take a shower and wash your freaking ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I remember so telling you that. It wasn't even like a question, dude. I remember you walked in, dude. I've been laying. I mean, I'm serious. I've been laying on this couch. Like, I would get up for bathroom breaks or to go smoke a cigar. And you walked in. You were dude, like, dude. You were like, cigars. <laughs> you were like, when's the last time you showered, bro? And I was like, uh, actually, I don't. I think I did the other day. You were like, no, dude. And it had been like four days or some crazy, like, disgusting thing, which I don't know if I've ever told that story. So that's that's good to tell yeah, the internet. Great. That's fun. Yeah. I shower more now. I got a wife now, and she makes me shower, which is unfortunate, <laughs> I guess. But. No, dude. I mean. It's a hard life, man. Here's the deal. That's funny now. But at the time, it was like, bro, you're a wreck. You're a freaking mess, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, something something I want to point out, man, and and we're talking more about you right now. We'll talk about me next episode, I guess. But thing that I just want to point out is that, like, man, I am totally willing, and I know you are too. You just told you're like probably one of the darkest places you've ever been. <laughs> Certainly the stinkiest. Yeah, we're we're messed up too, man. Like, I'm not even trying to get on this podcast and act like I'm freaking cool. <laughs> Cause you ain't. Yeah, cause I'm definitely not cool. But man, I, I just think it's cool that you you have come so far and stuff like that. And and actually, I want to talk about a little bit more past that. So let's talk past the depression, past the divorce, past all that. You started to get kind of your uh, your will to do things back. And yeah, they call that Zoloft. <laughs> so no i'm kidding yeah that zoloft life no but it it, it's cool to me because i actually have been watching all this but the people that know you a lot more now other than me like like just so everybody knows i live in fayetteville arkansas but before that i kind of took a step out of of the church world stuff like that and we'll talk about that more at the next episode but hep hey just say it man you're rebellious and stagnant and lukewarm, and you walked away from church and you walked away from God. Let's just say. It. <laughs> well, just, I, w- I wouldn't say all <laughs> those just, things. Wow. Some of those things might be true, but anyway, <laughs> man, I, I just want to say that, dude, it's cool for me to watch the atmosphere that you're in now, knowing you as long as I have, and seeing you when you thought you were thriving to when every when the rug was swept out from underneath you to now rebuilding to a place where i mean i remember having conversations with you when i was deconstructing my faith when i was unraveling the the things that i was taught i remember telling you those things and you being like dude man are you okay like be careful you, I, man yeah be careful man be careful doing this be careful doing that but now you're in a place where you're actually more in the church than you probably not necessarily ever have been, but you're definitely more yourself. You're more actively yourself in the church. You're more in a place where you're healthier than you ever have been in your relationships. And not to mention like, dude, you're actually like 
walking through real things like what do you want to do in, in your life as far as jobs and that you are literally walking in a place where you're figuring out man what gives me joy what gives me happiness what do i not like to do what mask or fakeness can I take off? You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to wear those things anymore. It's ironic, actually, that you mentioned, like, how I'm becoming more myself, and yet here I am. Like, I had pretty much walked away from the church for a little while. What's really ironic is that I'm not only back in church, but I'm, like, playing a decent little role at the church that I go to, getting to help out with some things. And it's really strange, dude, because it's not the church. It's not a church I ever thought I would be a part of if I was to ever give church a chance again. And I certainly never thought that I would be doing church stuff at the level I'm doing it, like helping out and leading certain things and serving or whatever you want to call it. It's really funny because I go to, you know, what you might call, I hate this term, but I think, you know, it is what it is. But like some people would call us like a mega church, you know, but it's funny, dude. It's funny to be a part of that. Meanwhile, I'm asking all these questions, right, that I don't even know if they're okay to ask. I'm asking questions about God, about the Bible, about people, you know, all this stuff that was so black and white growing up. And I'm sitting there now and I'm kind of yeah. going, well, wait, what about this? What about that? You said something interesting. I don't want to pass over it because I think it's something that some people may be familiar with and some people may not, but you said, and I think we're going to talk about this more in detail uh, on our second episode, but you mentioned deconstructing your faith. Elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah, so deconstructing my faith, what that meant was, man, I literally came and, and had life experiences, and I'm being very vague on purpose. Listen to the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I had life experiences that basically took a baseball bat to what I was taught growing up. There were things that I still run into to this day that I have to go, hold on, wait, I was taught this growing up, but I feel like... The only way for me to love people or to even, I, I, first off, I hate when people say, lo, let's love people because that's such a relative term. So the only way that I can care for people in a lot of these situations is to basically throw out what I was taught. And so a lot of people in this moment right now are going, hold up. He's throwing out what he was taught. Absolutely. And here's why I, I have to sometimes throw out things that I was taught in order to genuinely care about people because we were taught oh love the sin the sinner and not the sin well let me just let me just say a very bold statement people don't need you to be a super christian they don't need you to be on fire for jesus and a lot of you when i when you hear that you go whoa hold up yes people need me to be on fire for jesus no no people do not you need to be on fire for jesus go on pastor yeah yeah, well, here's the thing. You need to be on fire for Jesus yourself. Maybe you don't, but if you are a Christian and you profess that you want those things, then nobody else in this world needs you to be on fire for Jesus. Maybe you need to be. Does that make sense? Like, Well, yeah, yeah. there's some things I really like that you're saying, and I think the biggest thing is... You know, in this Christian circle that we ran, we ran in, and there's, look, man, there's different shades of Christianity. You know, there's hundreds and thousands or however many of denominations, and within each denomination, there's different schools of thought. And so it's hard. I don't even like using the word Christian sometimes because I think it paints too broad of a picture. But for lack of better terms, I think sometimes Christianity, it kind of gets this, this bad rap. And, I mean, let's be honest, dude, it's not all a bad rap that's not undeserving. Like, some of the bad rap 
is because we do stupid crap and we say stupid things and we treat people poorly. Well, let me let me just say this. To finish that thought, people don't need you to be on fire for Jesus. You do. What people need is for you to be real, relevant, and true to yourself. That's it. Be who you are. Stop wearing a mask. Stop stop trying to be a super Christian that shows up to church every Sunday and you have it all together. You don't need to have it all together. Just be yourself. Does that make sense? Well, I'll be honest, dude. I don't even trust people that appear to have it all together. Like Those are people to me that seem phony and insecure and scared. And so if you come at me with this whole I've got it all together mindset, I immediately don't trust you. And I'm sure as heck not about to like open up to you or be vulnerable with you. Like, here's my thing, dude. We look at topics like the church and Christianity and it's it's not all bad, dude. Like I'm not sitting here trying to crap all over the church or crap all over Christians. Like yeah, these are my yeah. people. And so that's why I speak harshly, maybe or so it sounds like. That's why I get passionate about it. These are my people. This is my crew that I'm talking about. But like, dude, we got to look at issues like the LGBTQ community. We got to look at things like transgender suicide rates. We got to look at racial minorities. Like these are issues we have to address. And like Christians kind of suck sometimes. And I'm not saying if you're a Christian, you're listening to this. I'm not saying, hey, you with your headphones in or in your car, you suck if you're a Christian. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying let's take responsibility for the fact that our people sometimes have acted in inappropriate and hurtful and harmful ways. But dude, it's like, to me, it's never too late to reclaim what that whole thing was about anyway. Like my favorite thing about Jesus, and I'm really excited to talk to uh, to the filmmaker that we referenced earlier, because he's got this really like cool view of Jesus. My favorite thing about Jesus was he was radical he stood up for things. He went against like the political and religious system. And it was really attractive, man. Yeah. I was going to say, who was it? Gandhi that said, I like your, uh, I like your Christ. I just don't like your Christians because they're not like your Christ. You know, you look at a guy like Jesus and you go, yeah, that dude's, that dude's pretty dope. But Christians, man, we kind of suck sometimes. And like, just in full transparency, I perhaps am the, am the guiltiest of all in some ways. Like, don't get it twisted, man. I can be just as judgmental and critical, you know, prejudice in ways, maybe. I, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I don't have it all together, I guess. Well, I, you know, I, I think that you have some great points there. I, I do just want to point out one thing. Man, this isn't going to be another podcast where we just talk about Christians and Christianity and all that. Like, here's the thing. We're talking about this because this is one of the most relevant things in Matt Hep's life and one of the most relevant parts of my journey into being who I am now. So when we talk about deconstructing faith, I think that's relevant because of where we are at. Now, we're not going to talk about that all the time. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's important to note, you know, you mentioned at the beginning of this, you kind of wanted to dig into the ins and outs of, of me, which, you know, I think we're going to talk a little bit more about you next time and probably less about me. But a big part of me is, man, I grew up in, in this Christian subculture and I kind of feel like I got tossed to and fro and like it was pretty brutal at sometimes. And I, I kind of like a pendulum. I would swing over here and become this religious douchebag or I'd swing over here and I'd become this didn't care. Like, you know, it's just like, where's the balance? And for me, that was a huge part of my story. At the end of the day, here's my thing. I'm not here to this podcast, in fact, is not here just to proselytize. And like we're what we're not saying is. Hey, we're a Christian podcast and blah, 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 blah. Like, that's a cool conversation that we'd love to have. Like, if we ever had the opportunity to talk to anybody offline, one-on-one or whatever, I'd love to hear your story, share more about mine, whatever. But to me, this conversation is more about 
here's what I've learned about me. Here's what I've learned about my faith. But a lot of this stuff we're talking about, man, these are lessons I had to kind of walk through. And uh, maybe I still am. I think, well, I, dude, I'm, I'm not trying to discount that. I think that this is like this stuff is huge for people that are probably majority, maybe, maybe not the majority, but a lot of the people that are going to listen to this need to hear what we probably have to say, or hopefully need to hear it because I don't think all Christians are assholes. I don't think everybody's just an asshole. Sure. Yeah. And I I think a big part of, of my thing is as I learn to be more comfortable with who I am and as I learn to articulate my life and my faith, a big thing that I'm feeling more comfortable with is being able to speak to the Christian community a little bit more. And I want to be able to challenge those people because here's the deal about me, man. I've always felt, I've always felt too churchy for like the secular worldly crowd that I was told not to be with. It was kind of like, Oh, well I'm too churchy for them anyways. But then I'd get around my churchy friends and I was too like worldly and secular. And so here I am on this lonely island where I don't fit in with either either side, and I didn't know who to be really. Yeah, what I see when you say that though is you're you're literally becoming who you're supposed to be. You don't have to be super churchy. You don't have to be super like quote unquote worldly. I hate that term, by the way. You don't have to be either one of those. If you are yourself and you believe in Jesus, and that's what you that's what you hold yourself to, great. But as long as you're not, I think what we're saying and the point of this podcast is we're learning and we have come to places where, man, I don't care who you are. Let's talk. Let's freaking everybody come to the table. Everybody, whatever person you think you are, whether you're gay and you're a Christian or you're gay and you're not a Christian or you're Muslim or you're, I I don't know all of the technical terms and all the different types of people in the world right now. But you literally have a chair at the table with Matt Hepp and Matt Nichols. I want to hear about your life. I want to hear about the things that you believe. And there is no pressure. I don't even want to talk to you about Jesus. I just want to hear about you, man. Because I literally just want to get to know you. This has nothing to do with loving the sinner and hating the sin. I think all that's just crap. I genuinely, and I think you're in the same spot, Hep. We genuinely just want to care about people. And I suck at that sometimes. I'm learning. I'm on a journey. I come from a place just like you do, where we were taught literally the exact opposite of that. Where we don't care about everybody. We guard our ears, our eyes, our hearts. Like we basically shun people that are unlike us. We're done with that. We invite everybody to the table. Literally do not care. I want to hear your story. Yeah, dude, I'm glad you said that. That's, I mean, that is where I'm at, dude. Like I have so many friends from different walks of life. And again, I know we've talked a ton about Christianity and the church life and that whole thing. And that's just because that's a big part of my story. I, I get like that's irrelevant to some people. And if you're listening to this, thanks for hanging in there. I know maybe it's just all weird. You have no clue what I'm talking about. But, you know, thanks for hearing me out on my side of things and my story. I want to backtrack for a second because we started talking about something a little bit ago that's really important to me. And then we kind of went down our church rant because that's what we do. (laughs) You know, we we started talking about this mental health kind of thing. And I don't know, man, we we joked about the showering thing. And (laughs) yeah, that's funny. Ha ha. I didn't take a shower. Whatever. Screw you guys. (laughs) 
but it's a real thing, dude. You know, for me, I look at, you know, a couple weeks ago, there's a guy who fairly prominent figure on social media and he committed suicide. And I don't know, dude, it, it something resonated with me when I saw that I woke up and, and for a couple of days I was in like this funk. And that's what I call when I go through depression bouts, I say funk, yeah, like I'm in a funk and I don't know, it makes me feel better. Because you can avoid using the word depression, but <laughs> maybe that's a part of the problem. But uh, you study the statistics and you see how many people are getting help with depression, anxiety, serious mental illness, even beyond that. You see how many people are taking medicine. You know, you see, and then not even counting the people that aren't getting any help whatsoever. And you just go, man, like, yikes. Like, that sucks, dude. Like, because here's the reality there's people listening to this right now. And they've not resonated with the thing I said. They don't get the church thing. They don't get like they don't think you're funny. They don't think I'm funny. <laughs> and they're probably yeah. right. You know, they're probably right. That's all right. I'm not that funny. <laughs> yeah. But then they hear me talking about mental illness and not getting help and depression and something in them shakes up, dude. Like I'm just telling you, I, I get it, man. And like that's a huge part of my story. Well, man, I, I know people right now, bro, like that are struggling with work pressure. We're put on SSRIs because they literally are depressed from whether it be money, whether it be whatever. I, I know people right now that are struggling with things that aren't necessarily things that they just grew up with, but these things have been thrown at them. I think we have some episodes in, in store that we're going to actually dive into mental health and that whole world a little bit. So we don't have to go down that road too much right now, But uh, and I think we're getting close to being out of time. But final thoughts, Nichols, hit us with a bomb. Final thoughts, man. Like Hep said earlier, I'm an Enneagram 8. So what that means is I come across really harshly a lot of times, but I actually have a good heart with what I'm trying to say. It's actually the... Would you, would you mind telling a quick story? I mean, you don't have to give all the details, but just, I think it's hilarious. But there was a time that you were just at a social gathering with some people sitting on the couch and like just hanging out, whatever. And then this guy kept talking your ear off, right? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> And you were just like, just tell the story. I mean, you don't have to share all the details and all that kind of stuff because it doesn't really matter. But like the gist of the story. I was at a party and got a guy's birthday party. I was pretty tipsy, uh, you know, stuff like that. And I, I'd had a few beers and like I was sitting down just enjoying everybody, talking to a few different folks. And guy came and sat down beside me and he was just talking my ear off. And I finally just looked over at him. And I said, dude. I really don't want to talk to you right now. <laughs> I would never do that, dude. I'd be so scared. Well, he was talking my ear off, him and his girlfriend, and just I got to a point where it was just like, man, I either need to tell him that I don't want to talk to him right now, or I just need to do the kind, polite thing and just like walk away or something. Like, I, I don't, not even that that's kind or polite. <laughs> I just could not in that moment be fake enough to pretend like I literally just wanted to talk to him. Which to a lot of people, they're like, dang, dude, that's so like, like, dude, you're a jerk. But here's the thing, man. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste your time or anybody else's time. I also don't want to pretend like I have a mask on and like I care about what you're talking about if I don't care. Which which sounds terrible. Which That sounds so <laughs> terrible. But <laughs> man, I have this thought that I keep, like I always think about this a lot actually. What would the world look like if straight up everybody just said what they feel? Like, what what would the world look like if people didn't pretend to be something that they weren't? When you say it that way, I'm like, yeah, that that's cool. People not pretending 
that's appealing to me. When you say, what would it look like if everyone just said what they thought? I'm like, oh, Lord. Yeah, that'd be a pretty messed up world for sure. <laughs> Man, I think that there just needs to be people like like me that just <laughs> like, tell people what they think and like tell people how they feel. Now, now, granted, am I going around to everybody that I talk to and just saying, hey, you're freaking ugly or you're freaking this or that. Absolutely not. Like I'm not doing that, but I just want to be true to who I am. I want to be myself. I want to be real. I want to be authentic, raw. And if people don't like that, then okay, that's fine. Like you don't have to like me. That's fair, man. No, I, I, I tell that story or I get you to tell that story. Not because I, I don't think anybody's here thinking like, man, that dude sucks, whatever. I actually think it's hilarious. And if you heard the full story in detail, you'd freaking you died so funny that's like the abridged version but honestly i'm starting to admire people who can just like get to the point say what they're feeling because for me i mean again like that was such a big thing for me to go man i could never do that like i can't just if i do that i risk people not liking me and so but that's you know i don't want to get all deep again well it's funny that you say that because i just literally don't care if people like me or not like could not care less like if you like me the good thing about that, and not about nobody liking me, but just the good thing about not caring is, like, you find out who really, who your closest people are. Like, you find out who, who can see past the the rawness and, and see, like, your heart. You see, like, you get to find out, like, man, who's wearing a mask around me or not? Like, who's who's really being real or fake? And actually, what's cool that, that I find is I get a lot more people that open up to me tell me what they're what like the deepest things of of what's going on with them because they know they're going to get a real answer yeah no i believe it man i think i think that right there is is a great way to end this whole thing because i think that our our big thing like the thing that both of us are passionate about is just creating space like we want to create space we want people to feel comfortable uh we want to be able to trust people we want them to be able to trust us and we don't want there to be contingencies or conditions on that fact. We just want to be like, like you said earlier, hey, look, you got a seat at the table and, and that's where we're at. So, yeah, dude, I uh, I think it's been good, man. I'm really excited. This has been episode one. And I think that there's a lot of future conversations, honestly, not even between us, man. I'm excited to hear from other people. I think that we're going to get real boring real quick. If it's just you and me. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk for hours and days and months and years. I mean, I really believe that. People need real people. I, I really think that people just crave realness. People are sick of fake people. And I think that that is, I keep saying I think. So if everybody's like, dang, Nichols, freaking stop saying I think. Okay, I get it. I'm going to work on it. Sorry, this is the first episode. <laughs> he, he's, he's got his phrases. You'll catch on to him and I'll start making fun of him more. Don't worry. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People need rawness, they need realness, they need people that aren't going to be fake, and people that are just accepting of everything that comes with life. Life is weird, life is different, people are weird, people are different. So I'm not here to say, hey, I'm in this box, and if you're not in this box, then screw you. Like, I'm here saying, I live on this little ball called the earth with everybody else on it. Unless you're a flat earther. Yeah, hey, if you're a flat earther, cool. Like I'm down with that too. Let's talk about that. I live on this. I live on this flat place called the Earth. But yeah, I live on a plate. 
basically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, dude. We're going to have to have a flat earther on here. I'd love to hear more about that. I Please, I would love to. We'll just bore everyone to death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I hope that people's eyebrows are at least raised. I hope by the end of this, people go, man, I could listen to this. I could listen to the people that they're talking about. And if you don't feel like that, just push play and like put your phone down so that we at least get the streaming. You know what I mean? That we get the credit for you having listened to it, but you don't actually have to like it or anything. No, I'm kidding. Hey, thanks for checking out Helmet Theory Podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed what you heard. Do us a favor. If you don't mind, go give us a like, a follow, or rate us on iTunes or any podcast source that you listen to us on. And we will see you guys next time. Thanks.